This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an eight 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 money pit. The Money Pit is presented by the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, Aero Fasteners, and Omaha Steaks. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here to help you take on the projects you want to get done around your house. You got a home repair that's giving you trouble, need help solving a problem, you got a do it yourself dilemma, you got a decorating dilemma. Listen, if you've got a decorating dilemma, there's no better person to seek help from than my friend Leslie because she will nail it the first time, guaranteed. Woo-hoo. So reach out to us with your questions at one eight 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 Money Pit or click the blue microphone button on MoneyPit.com. You can record your question right there, and we'll call you back the next time we're in the studio. Coming up on today's show, are you planning to do some window shopping like for windows? Well, you might find that it's pretty confusing when you have to buy windows because there are many, many options to go through. But there is one label that's required to be on every new window sold. And if you know how to read it, it makes finding the best window very, very simple. So we're going to share this trick of the trade in just a bit. And if you're planning on selling your home this coming year, there are a few recent trends that are pretty much guaranteed to get rid of those buyers. We're going to share what you should avoid before those potential buyers show up. And did you know that if your TV, your computer, lots of other appliances are plugged in, they are actually quietly draining electricity all day, every day, even when they're turned off? It's called vampire power, and we're going to share some tips on how to save all that wasted money. I want to waste your money. That's what they're saying. <laughs> But first, guys, we are here to lend a hand this holiday season, whatever it is. Maybe you need a gift idea, a project for the new year. We are standing by, so give us a call and we'll help you out. The number here is 1-888-MONEYPIT. That's 888-666-3974. Or you can go to moneypit.com and click the blue microphone button. So let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Susan in Missouri has a question about a fireplace. Tell us what's going on at your Money Pit. Well, I have a gas fireplace. And it's one of those where they seem to have cut the hole in the wall and stuck the fireplace in there. And now I cannot stop the, the wind from blowing in. I don't know what to do. Okay, so is the wind coming in the hole where the gas pipe is coming through? It seems to be coming from all around the fireplace. You know, it's got a, a, the mantle, and it comes from around the mantle. And anywhere where there's, you know, where... Um, it's been put together. It seems to have air coming in. And, of course, it is coming in. Um, it's got the outside box, I guess, to have the exhaust. Okay, so this sounds to me like it's a like it's a manufactured fireplace as opposed to an old brick one that was converted to gas. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. What And it has doors on it, too? No, it does not. Do you know what the brand is of the fireplace? A Lennox, I believe. Well, the first thing I would do is I would... 
take a look at the installation, and very often there's probably gaps somewhere around that box that were not properly sealed. Uh, I could, I would also uh, consider contacting Lennox and getting the original installation instructions. You may even be able to download those, which would give you or your contractor a guide to determine if it was correctly installed. And then thirdly, I would find out if doors are available for that fireplace because that could solve all your problems. Well, okay. Okay. Especially if it's a if it's a gas fireplace pre-made and it has a combustion air supply, you may be able to keep that all behind the glass doors and stop all the drafts from coming through. Uh, that's a great idea. Thank you. I'll try that. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Wade in South Dakota is on the line and has a question about siding. How can we help you? Hi. Uh, we had a, a big hailstorm come through and it took out a bunch of our siding, our steel siding. And I'm I'm kind of fighting with the insurance company to, to find an exact match. Uh, my question, I guess, is the house is close to 20 years old. What are the chances that the siding that they pick is going to match up with the color? Between little and none. <laughs> That's kind of what I figured. <laughs> and, and listen, wait, when, this is not a new argument with insurance companies. It happens all the time with roof damage, you know. Like, say you get ice stand damage and you have to just replace, like, uh, three feet of roof on the front of the house, or maybe you get leaks around a vent or something and you have to replace a piece of roof. Insurance companies traditionally replace the entire roof. And in your case, they should be replacing all of your siding without argument because they've got to restore it uh, at least as good as it was before, and giving you mismatched siding isn't what you contracted them to do. So I would stick to your guns. And sure, give them the opportunity to find a replacement, but they won't be able to, and you don't have to accept it, and you can insist that it all be replaced with brand new siding. Do you have a private adjuster on this to help you with with the claim? Um, somebody that the insurance company contacted, yes. That adjuster's working for the insurance company. What you want to do is get a public adjuster, and a public adjuster works for you, the public, and they work on commission, so it doesn't really cost you much to have these guys on uh, on the job. And they're there to find every single solitary thing that they can claim for and get that into the claim. So everything from picking up the nails on your property that will be part of that construction project to getting the whole house recited. They try to get that claim as full as possible because the more they find, the more money they make because they're all in commission. So I would definitely find a good quality public adjuster, perhaps check with your attorney, do your research, find somebody that uh, has a lot of experience, and uh, let them fight for you so you don't have to fight with the insurance company. Great. I'll definitely look into that. Thank you. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get socked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. 
Lock this special offer in right now by going to AIRDOCTORPRO.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's AIRDOCTORPRO.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Heidi in Oregon's dealing with a stinky shower. What's going on? We have a two-story house. Uh, the the one uh, shower is in the basement downstairs. It's a daylight basement, but it's built back into the side hill. And uh, what I've noticed is that after showering, um, we you know you leave the bathroom and you come back in, and there is this sour towel smell. It's not a sewer smell or a septic smell, but it smells like a towel that has been left damp somewhere and it's just been left to kind of mold or do whatever. But I've changed the towels and I come back in the bathroom and I've located the smell with my nose and gone right down to the drain and it's coming out of the drain in the shower. Uh, What this might be is something called biogas. And when the water drains and he takes with it the soap scum and everything else, you can get um, you can get germs that are going to grow in that, and that biological material off gases and can make horrible smells. So, well, you know that's what we thought too because it's in both showers upstairs and downstairs, and we only smell it obviously after someone has showered and it was wet. So we've taken the grates off, we've cleaned with a bottle brush. You know, I look with a flashlight down there, and those pipes are they're spick and span clean all the way down to the p trap. Have you used any kind of an oxygenated bleach down those traps? No, we don't do that because we're on a septic tank and we don't want to kill all the good bacteria in the septic. And so I've been afraid to use anything. I've tried vinegar. I've used Lysol spray. Well, not so much vinegar, yeah. Um, Well, okay, why don't you use borax? Borax, okay, and pour it down into the drain because, you know... Well, no, what I want you to do is I want you to get a solution of hot soapy water with borax in it, and I want you to scrub the inside of that drain, all the different parts, you know, with with a big, thick bottle brush, get as much of that trap cleaned as you can and see if that reduces it. And, and by the way, do you have ventilation in those bathrooms? Yeah, there's windows. Uh-huh. Do you have fans that you could leave on after yes. bath fans? Yes, and we always turn the fan on when we shower. And keep it on when you're done? Well, no, we usually shut it off when we're done. So, yeah, that's another thing I would change, that behavior I would change. What I would do is I would um, replace the bath fan switch with one that's on a timer or a humidistat. So that after you are done showering and leave the bathroom, it stays on for another 15 or 20 minutes. But we'll go ahead and try that then and uh, see what happens. All right, Heidi, thank you so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Good luck with that project. What are you guys working on this holiday season? Maybe you're too shy to reach out to Team Money Pit? Well, don't be, because we've got an awesome prize to give away this hour, and it could be yours. We've got up for grabs a cordless 5-in-1 professional staple and nail gun from Arrow Fastener. This staple gun shoots five different types of fasteners. So whether you've got an upholstery project or woodworking or you're hanging insulation, you've got the right tool for the job. It's compact, so you can get into a lot of tight spaces, and it'll fire a 1,000 staples in a single charge. So project's done. Well, the Arrow Cordless 5-in-1 professional staple nail gun, along with a year's supply of brad nails and staples. I wonder how they figure that out. What's a year's supply of brad nails? I guess they have a way of doing it. It's going to go out, though, to one listener, drawn at random. If you'd like to win it, call us with your question. The number here, one eight 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 Money Pit. Rob in Washington is on the line and is dealing with some flooding. Tell us what's going on. Well, uh, I own a one-acre lot, and I'm surrounded by, like, 58 acres of greenbelt. And my house sits up in the front of the lot, 
and I have a uh, cement driveway that runs down into a uh, 1,200-square-foot shop, and every time it rains here in Seattle, which is every other day, <laughs> yeah, frequently. and, and, and it, at daylight savings, we get an extra hour of rain, but I, I, I get my, my shop floods, and I, I need to know what kind of drain system I can put in in front of my shop that the uh, cement is is maybe 14, 16 feet wide. So basically, Rob, what's happening is the water is running down the cement driveway and into the shop. Is that the main source of the water? What you need to do is to put a culvert across the driveway. So the way that works is you essentially cut the driveway in half. You slice out a gap in the driveway, and it might be... 8 or 12 inches wide. How close to the shop, though? I, I would go probably a few feet in front of it. I, I wouldn't go too far away. Okay. Because that just gives you more water, more sidewalk to co- to collect sort of in front of it. So I would go fairly close to it. And then you basically cut the driveway in half, and you drop this culvert in, which is sort of like a U-shaped channel. And then on the opposite end of it, it's attached to a drain line, which would go to a curtain drain. So the water would go down the, dr- down the garage, it would fall into this culvert, and you can buy these or order these at building material supply centers that, that's, that service, you know, masons and people that do more commercial type work. You'd be able to find these pre-made. And the drain tile, the drain pipe would connect to the culvert. So the water would go out to this drain line and then you go into a curtain drain. So the curtain drain you'd make yourself. And again, on the downside of the property, you'd carve out an area about 12 to 18 inches wide and deep, fill it with stone, lay the drain pipe in there, cover it with more stone, put some filter cloth and then some topsoil or whatever you're going to cover it with. So essentially the drainage for this is, is invisible once it's done, but you're intercepting that runoff down the driveway. Uh, and running it around the building and into the drain tile. And that pipe that you install there must be perforated. And, and I would recommend using solid PVC perforated pipe, not the flexible black like landscaping perforated pipe. Okay. Thank you, guys. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, considering that most homeowners only replace windows about every 20 to 30 years, Choosing the right window among the dozens of choices that are available today is super important, but it's really challenging. So luckily, there's a rating code developed by the NFRC. Now, that stands for the National Fenestration Rating Council, and it can help you quickly compare the energy performance of windows, doors, and skylights. Now, two of NFRC's ratings are particularly important to know. The U-factor and the solar heat gain coefficient, that's the SHGC. Now, if you understand these two ratings, you can make a really smart decision when comparing energy-efficient replacement windows, and that's going to help you save you money on both the heating and cooling costs. So first, let's talk about this U-factor. That measures how well a window prevents heat from escaping a building, and it's rated from 0.09 to 1.2. The lower the U-factor, the better the product is at keeping heat from getting out. And solar heat gain coefficient tells us how effectively the window blocks the sun's solar radiation and heat. 
it's rated on a scale of zero to one. The lower the number, the better. And that means the windows are really effective at blocking unwanted solar heat. In other words, your house is not going to heat up as easily, and it makes it a lot easier to cool it in the summer. Yeah, now there's two other ratings that are part of the NFRC. Visible transmittance, which measures how much light is getting through the window, and condensation resistance, which tells you how good a window is at keeping moisture from forming on the inside or even between the panes, and air leakage, which tells you how good the window is at keeping out those drafts. Now, all this info is contained in the NFRC label, which is on each and every window. So make sure you look for that label, refer to the sticker when you're shopping for windows, maybe take a picture of it. And this way you can compare it against other windows you're considering so you make the best choice for your home improvement project. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IAPMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Greg from Iowa is on the line is looking for some home maintenance tips. How can we help you? bought my new house, new construction, eight years ago. And uh, I'll be honest kind of embarrassing, but I've really done zero home maintenance since, other than changing the air filters every once in a while. 
I've done zero home maintenance things. Well, that's why you bought a new house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but alas, it's time to take on a few projects, huh? What's going on in the house now? Um, no, well, there's nothing wrong. It was just more uh, of general maintenance that needs to happen, and I just don't know what to do. So... General maintenance. So first of all, uh, you know, when it gets chilly like it is now, uh, it's time for you to do some heating system maintenance. Now, how, what kind of fuel do you have? you have gas, natural gas? Uh, yes. So it's important to have your heating system serviced. You've apparently not done that for eight years. You're well overdue. The reason for that is even though when you turn the heat on, it comes on and provides heat to your house, it could be doing so inefficiently, or at worst, it could be doing so dangerously. So every fall, you need to have your heating system cleaned and serviced to make sure it's running properly. And then in the summer, you'll have your air conditioning system serviced for the same reasons, not so much the danger, but more importantly, the efficiency. So those are two things you should be doing right now. And when your HVAC technician comes, he'll probably also take a look at the water heater because sometimes the burners can get coated with rust because natural gas is very corrosive when it burns. So that's the kind of thing that you probably need to do right away. The other maintenance tasks are really going to depend on, you know, kind of what's going on in the house. You know, if you've got a toilet that leaks or runs all the time, then you could need fill or flush valves. If you've got paint that's cracking or peeling, you could need paint. But the mechanical maintenance, I think, is most important because that's potentially dangerous. Does that make sense? It does. Now, are you seeing anything that you think needs attention? Uh, no, nothing nothing much. It's just been, I think we've had a pretty lucky eight years, and there's been no crises at all. So You better be knocking on a piece of wood right now. Right. It's uh so it's time to get to it maintained, I suppose, get some maintenance done for the HVAC, yes? Yeah, and you know what's something you probably don't consider is your dryer vent, you know, the exhaust duct behind your dryer that exits the outside of your house? A lot of people don't think to clean that because lint does go out there and then get to the outside, and it can get stuck and it can get caught, and you should be cleaning that at least once a year, probably twice a year. So I have to pull out the dryer to do that? Yeah, so you pull the dryer away from the wall. There's a product called, it's a Gardas Lint Eater is one of the ones that we've used, Tom and I, and you actually put it through the exit vent on the exterior of the house, and you sort of twist it through with um, like a drill driver motor, but you have to be very careful, and there's a certain direction you have to put it in. But it goes through, and the amount of stuff that comes out, I mean, its you've never seen so much junk. Well, indeed. Well, um, thanks a lot for the tips. Anything else that comes up? Anything else you can think of that is, or are those the biggies? Ah, uh, there's so much to be done. You know, I think you just need to be aware, but take care of those mechanical things, because that's where you can get yourself in trouble, okay? All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Cindy in Louisiana, you've got the money pit. Tell us all about your roofing problems. Uh, we have a camp, and it's got uh, it's a metal building with uh, the pitch on the roof. There's several different layers of the pitch. It goes down, and so let's be like three different pitches on it. We had it put in, oh, probably in 07 or 08. And then around uh, 2011, we decided to... Uh, pull off that plastic wrap insulation off the inside of the roof and spray on the spray insulation on it. Once we did that, that's when we started noticing the leaks. So we tried different things. We even had another company come out, pull out all the screws and put in new ones that were a little fatter and so with the washers and all that mess with them to seal it. That has not worked. We've been up there on that roof, I don't know how many different times, trying to 
put silicone on the on top of the screws after we clean it down uh, along the seams. Um, sometimes uh, we've even had to get up there, and he's had to pull out the screw, put silicone in, and put the screw back in. It's it's just been an absolute nightmare to try. You said these are metal roof panels? Is it like corrugated roof? What kind of metal roof is it? Right, it is. It's like a corrugated roof. So they're big metal panels, right? Right. When you've tried to replace these screws, I guess you're essentially taking the panels almost off the roof, right? Because you're removing all the fasteners? Yeah, well, we can't. I mean, with the spray and everything else, I mean, we had even thought about could we, you know, take the roof off and start over. And now with the spray down on it, we can't even do that. Oh, so this this spray is actually up on the underside of the metal roof itself? Right. So it's like glued oh down now. <laughs> so there was basically no, um, there was no like sheathing or anything underneath this? No. We, when we started this project, we started it with someone who we thought, we didn't know anything and we thought the person right. knew everything. And now we know better, but you know... We, we messed up, and now we're kind of caught in a bad position. So, yeah, it's it's not a good situation because it's kind of hard to try to repair something that probably wasn't put in well to begin with. So I have one idea for you, and that is to put another layer of roofing over the roofing that you have now, but put ice and water shield in between the layers. So ice and water shield um, is very effective at sealing these kinds of leaks that's specifically designed to seal around fasteners. And if you were to, if it was possible for you to put another layer of metal roofing over this, but put ice and water shield in between, that would definitely stop the leaks from happening. Short of that, I think this is a situation where the roof has to come off and you really have to do it right from the get-go because I don't think the, the, the roof was just put on, I guess, over some sort of furring strips or something like that. There was never uh, any ice and water shield underneath that. And so I'm not surprised that it does leak, especially from driving rain. I don't think you can rely just on the fasteners or even fasteners that have like rubber gaskets on them to keep that kind of a roof uh, completely leak free. All right. Well, I tried. Thank you. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks for calling us at 888 Money Pit, 888-666-3974. I wish we could give everybody a quick fix, but sometime we just can't, <laughs> especially when you have a roof that's been going so wrong on so many levels for so long. You just can't bring it back. Well, if you're planning on selling your home this coming year, kitchens are an important aspect. But there's a few recent trends that new buyers are not liking. So first of all, let's talk about open shelving. I mean, there's seriously two types of people in this world. Those who love open (laughs) shelving in a kitchen and those who hate it. I personally hate it. Well, that's because you're not like a neat nick. I mean, if you if you like to have if you're like constantly cleaning your house, you would probably like open shelving because it's always going to catch a lot of dust, right? Well, I mean, I I like the look if you're styling those shelves constantly because if it's an open space, I want it to look beautiful, I want it to look perfect, I want everything to be in its place, but like Let's be real. Nobody's going to put it back where you want it. So it's going to quickly look messy in the first place. So there's no guarantee that a potential buyer coming into your home is going to think like me or is going to think like a person who says, oh, I love this. This is amazing. I can see where everything is. So just keep kitchen cabinets, guys. It's better off. Now, another thing to watch out for are sterile kitchens. While there's nothing wrong with a sleek contemporary kitchen look, Some homeowners today take that idea really a bit overboard, I think. If your kitchen is so white and featureless and shiny that it could be mistaken for like an operating room, chances are it's not going to appeal to many potential home buyers. So inject some color, some texture, and personality if you want to get top dollar for your home. 
All right, another thing is bright mosaic or tile backsplashes. They're eye-catching. If you've got no intention of moving anytime soon, then feel free to dive headfirst into this trend. However, if you think you're going to be putting your house on the market, know that not every buyer is going to like that color or that pattern that you've chosen. So stick with neutral tile selections because that's going to help potential buyers imagine how their own colors and style preferences are going to coordinate with the other elements in your kitchen. Same applies for a bathroom. Now, finally, let's talk about bright kitchen cabinets. While painted cabinets are popular, if the color is overly bright, like a cobalt blue or a bright red, there's a good chance that the only thing the buyer is going to think is how much of a hassle and expense it might be to repaint them. I do love a cobalt blue island, though. Well, maybe, just, but that's just sort of like an accent piece, right? That's not everything. Mm-hmm. So the whole room was cobalt not blue. Not everything. So think about it. Think it through. Make the best decision. And if you do, your home is going to sell quickly and for the best possible price. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue, and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Looking for a great reason to reach out to Team Money Pit? Well, first of all, you're going to get help with all of your project questions. But second, we're giving away a great prize this hour. We've got the Arrow Fastener 5-in-1 Professional Staple and Nail Gun. It's compact. It's powerful. It's worth 75 bucks. You can fire a ton of fasteners, a 1000 per charge, in fact. It's worth 75 as I said, but free to one lucky listener this hour. So give us a call. The number here is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Carrie in Alaska is dealing with a heating problem. It's cold there. What's going on? I live off-grid with a battery bank and inverter with a solar and generator backup to recharge batteries. Consequently, I have a full electric house with propane direct vented furnace. My question is, Will installing a drop ceiling improve my heating efficiency and lower my propane bill? Because my ceilings are like vaulted at 17 feet, and a lot of the heat goes up. So I'm just wondering, basically a 12 by 24 foot area. So, Carrie, what you need to do is to not only put in that drop ceiling, but to put insulation bats above the drop ceiling. If you just put the drop ceiling in, you will not have enough R value in that drop ceiling to do the job you need it to do. So I would build the drop ceiling, and then I would put probably at least 12-inch thick unfaced fiberglass bats on top of it. It should be plenty strong enough to support that. Just stacked end-to-end right above that ceiling. You're going to have to kind of put the frame in, uh, put a couple of ceiling panels in, drop some insulation in, sort of work your way across. But if you were to put that much insulation above the drop ceiling, it will have a huge difference in your heating bill because right now 
you're spending most of that money to heat that ceiling cavity, and you've just got to keep the heat lower than that. Okay, well, that's that's good to hear. Yeah, I appreciate the help there. You're welcome, Carrie. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, did you know that if your TV, your computer, your laptop, your phone, any small appliance is plugged in, it may very quietly be draining electricity even when it's turned off. Electricity used by products when they're switched off is known as standby power, or as we call it, vampire power, because it kind of sucks the power out even when it's off, and it really can add up to some money. It wants to suck the power and spend all your cash. (laughs) I mean, and it might not be something that you notice like right away, but standby power is wasted energy, and it's going to add up. In fact, according to the Department of Energy, it costs the average U.S. households as much as $100 a year. Now, there are actually three easy things that you can do right now to reduce standby power and save some of that money. First, use a power strip and make sure it's got on and off switches. If you plug all of your electronics into a power strip, and then you flip off that power strip when the items are not in use, you know that they're truly off because there's no power going to that set of outlets. So that's an easy way to stop it basically right at the point it connects to your electrical system. Now, another sure way to reduce your standby power load is to just unplug the products. Now, it's not convenient, and obviously there's some products that always need to be plugged in, like your refrigerator, for example, but there's others that you may not need to be plugged in all the time, like your toaster oven or countertop appliances, the coffee maker, your phone chargers, all the things. And lastly, if you're ready to replace an appliance, always, always, always buy one that's Energy Star rated. These don't cost more than other ones, but if they've got the energy efficiency built in, you're going to use less standby power than something that's not Energy Star rated. So make sure you look for that Energy Star seal on any new appliance that you buy, small or big. All right, there you go, guys. Three simple ways to reduce or eliminate your standby power and save some money, too. Get rid of those vampires. Heading to Minnesota, where Deb is having some issues with an unlevel floor. What's going on? We're in a house that the main part of the house was built in the 1930s, and that's our problem right now, although the rest of the house has got issues, too. Um, it's over a little over 3,000 square feet, and we tried to sell it, can't sell it, so we're staying, but we don't. there's only two people living in this big of a house, so we want to block off the upstairs and just live on the main floor. Um, We were going to change the stairs and um, enclose them. Right now they're open stairway. But when we started doing that, the floor behind it is probably real close to an inch and a half dip. And why is it important to you that you try to take this dip out of the floor? Because generally when dips form over many, many years, everything gets kind of gets settled in that space. And it's not always a good idea. In fact, it's rarely a good idea to try to pick it back up unless it's an active structural problem, which I doubt this is. We want to replace the steps going upstairs. And we can't do that because the steps that are there right now are actually twisting from the dip. Well, that's not a problem. It's easier to build a set of steps that fits the existing floor structure than it is to try to fix the floor structure. You can easily make a set of steps that has a stringer that's longer on one side than the other. You know, very often um, when stairs are made, sometimes, especially custom stairs, they leave the stringers running long and the carpenters cut them on site so they fit perfectly in the home. But I don't think it's necessary to try to rebuild your floor just to fix the stairs. Okay, Deb, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
Well, Chase in Colorado says, my wife and I just bought our very first house, and we want to replace the faucets in the bathroom and the kitchen sinks. We have zero DIY skills, but we watch some YouTube videos, and we think we can handle it. Are we crazy to try? I don't think you're crazy to try it, Chase. You know, if you want to tackle any plumbing project, there's one sort of, in my my view, Leslie, like go, no-go sort of decision point, and that's this. Okay. If you can turn off the valve that supplies water to that faucet, and it turns off easily, and you don't have to, like, really wrench it or wrap a towel around it or anything like that. It just goes off just as simply as the faucet itself would turn on and off. Then what's the worst that could happen? Something doesn't fit, but the water's still off, so you can have some time to go get the right part and that sort of thing. But if you cannot turn that off, and maybe you have to go, like, to the main valve to stop water flowing in from it, I'd stop right there and just have a pro do it. You'll be much happier because you really need those valves to work. So I think it's something you can do. And plus, a lot of faucet manufacturers today are making it a lot easier to install these faucets for DIYers. They're making the parts easier to put together. They're uh, adding some additional materials, additional hardware to make sure you have what you need. Uh, and I just put one in from Price Fister that went together very simply because a manufacturer had thought through that whole thing. I didn't need special wrenches, which is something I would have needed to use not too long ago to make sure everything was tight. That's awesome. I mean, it really is a great project. And, you know, not for nothing, you can learn a lot of stuff online if you're willing to be, you know, in charge and take on a project yourself that you're unfamiliar with. Well, adding a festive touch to your windows is a great way to spread some holiday cheer, but you need to make sure you know how to do that without damaging those window frames. Leslie's got some non-destructive tips in today's edition (laughs) of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie? Take it away. you got to put your stable gun away for this one, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. I know. It's super fun to decorate the windows for the holidays. I mean, what's a holiday card without a decorated window or two popping through? The problem is, though, that modern, more energy-efficient windows are much easier to damage because they just have a lot more moving parts than the old-fashioned wood windows that you probably grew up with. Now, there's a few obvious things you should never do to the windows, such as drilling into or puncturing the frames or sashes. Also, you want to steer clear of gluing, stapling, or taping lights to the window frame. And be careful with real pine branches or cones because that fresh pine sap can really leave some nasty stains after the holiday season is over. And while it's tempting, also do not spray that fake snow from aerosol cans on your windows because that snow can be super hard to remove after the holidays. Don't ask me how because I brought home some cool TV prop spider web things that come from Italy and it's awesome and it looks great on, you know, when you're making the, the spider web go from the clock to the thing on the table. But I was like, look at this, boys. Check it out. It's still on my windows in the front of the house. It's a little bit, Excellent. but it's still there. So you got to be careful, guys, because that snow definitely is hard to get off. So how do you add some holiday cheer to those windows? Suction cups, they can be your best friends for hanging glass ornaments, icicles, even a small wreath. And in homes with younger kids, I mean, my kids still love those peel and stick sort of sticky gel things that you put on the glass and it makes all fun holiday scenes. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can add the decorations without any of the risk. And if anything does have to be attached, make sure you attach it to the trim around the windows and not the window itself. Good advice. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Coming up next time on the program, hey, if your roof starts to leak when snow starts to melt, you might have an ice dam. When you get heavy snow and that's followed by warm days, that lets ice dam up at the roof edge. It blocks the melting snow and it causes some potentially pretty serious leaks inside your home. So we're going to share a solution to melt that problem away 
on the very next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.